Hi guys, my name is Eva and I'm the host and the founder of the Baltic Startup Mafia podcast. I wish you good health, new and bright business ideas, as well as power and strength to make them come true in 2021. Baltic Startup Mafia podcast, also during this year, will keep you updated on recent and the most important news stories from all three Baltic countries, Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. The interview on the second part of the podcast will be with the co-founder of the company Planet 42, Erik Oya. Three years ago, two guys from Estonia went to South Africa with the business idea. A couple of months ago, they raised $10 million that makes a total investment of $20 million invested in Planet 42. How have they got so far? How are they doing in South Africa? And what are their next milestones? Find out more in the interview on the second part of this podcast. We have so many unicorns now in the Baltics that uh, last time I decided to make a special section for news stories from unicorn companies. So let's start with this one. Unicorn company from Estonia Bolt has just announced a cooperation with Verif. It is also a company from Estonia that a lot of experts uh, consider to be the next unicorn. So the Verif, that is uh, an identity verification provider building the infrastructure for trust online, is partnering with the European mobility platform Bolt to verify their users. In the mobility sector, one of the most prevalent fraud types is recurring fraud, where fraudsters create multiple accounts to use services. To catch recurring fraud, Verif uses cross-linking. In other words, if the user has committed fraud before, all the recurring attempts associated with the same person, device or document are automatically declined. Partnership of Verif and Bolt is now being tested in Estonia, France, Latvia, Netherlands, Portugal and Ukraine. Let's jump to the news stories from the region and I would like to start with Latvia. Venture capital firm Index Ventures has rated three Baltic nations as the most startup friendly in Europe after new policies on stock options made it easier for startups to attract and retain employees. Latvia, Estonia and Lithuania led 22 countries including the United States, Britain, Israel, France and Germany in the ranking. Special emphasizes on new legislation in Latvia that came into force in December 2020. It gave tax exemption benefits to startup employees, reducing the time they need to hold stock options before they can cash them. The other story from Latvia is about the company DesignScan. It has announced an investment of 800,000 euro. The company plans to make buying furniture online more accessible and convenient and also to automate the selling and buying process with the help of neural networks. Next two stories are from Lithuania. Eneb, one of the fastest growing gaming e-commerce startups, announced that it has successfully completed the Series A funding round, accumulating 6.55 million euros worth of investment. Eneb is a video game marketplace where gaming enthusiasts can easily and quickly buy and sell their digital game keys without the risk of fraud. Eneb was established in Konas, Lithuania, two years ago. The startup quickly outgrew the borders of its home country and managed to accumulate more than 26 million unique users, establishing itself as a trusted brand 
for video game purchases in major European countries. The other story from Lithuania is about Ondato. The Lithuanian company announced that it will now be based in London's Canary Wharf district using technology developed at its R&D center in Vilnius. The move comes after raising $2 million in seed funding. Founded in 2016, Ondato provides remote customer identification and know-your-customer services, combining security and compliance into the one platform. The startup says it now has over 150 clients across 24 countries. Let's move to Estonia. There are also a couple of stories. Estonia-based fintech company Modular Bank has raised 4 million euro to further bolster its core banking platform. Modular Bank's API, first banking platform, was built to offer next-gen banking experiences for both retail and business banking, enabling customers to pick and remove services as they go, as if they were Lego blocks. The company says it currently has 35 staff across Europe and aims to increase headcount to 100 by the end of 2021. The other story from Estonia is about Rendin, startup that's offering a new insurance product for a long-term property rental. The company has raised 1.2 million euro in seed funding. The goal of the company is to lower the risks for both property owners and tenants. On the Rendin app, the parties can sign a digital agreement and forego the security deposit. Founded just before the pandemic hit Europe, Rendin says it's still been able to hit all preset growth targets and perhaps the COVID complications even helped prove the product. Now let's dive into the interview with the co-founder of the company Planet42, Erik Oya. It is a startup based in South Africa, established there by two Estonians. Planet42 is a car subscription company that helps individuals ignored by banks to get access to a personal vehicle. At the end of the year 2020, it has announced a $10 million debt funding round to help it scale its operations and move into new markets. I talked with Eric. Here is our conversation. So, Eric, um, really, thank you for finding the time and joining uh, me in Baltic Startup Mafia podcast. Um, it is really a pleasure. And I always ask guests to start with the pitch of their company. So can you please pitch uh, Planet 42? Sure. Thanks for having me. So Planet 42 is a socially inclusive car subscription company. Uh, what we do is we buy secondhand cars for people who otherwise would not have them. So they're not served by... Um, the traditional players like banks and so on. We operate in uh, South Africa. This is our first market. Uh, and we only focus on large emerging markets. So the, the problem that we're solving doesn't really exist in, in, in Latvia or, or the UK or Germany for that matter. Um, it's, it's a problem that needs solving in, in emerging markets where access to personal mobility is, is at the same time very important uh, because uh, public transportation isn't as good as in in in, uh, in more developed countries, but at the same time, people don't have access to mobility because uh, banks are not really serving them. Uh, they focus on the wealthy customers, and then leave others behind. You are from Estonia, and um, you ended up in South Africa. How did it happen? <laughs> yeah, it's the fault of my co-founder Martin Orgna. Um, so uh, Planet Forty Two. Uh, is his his idea um, on his uh, 
previous job and working for an investment bank, he uh, looked at literally hundreds of different projects in uh, sub-Saharan Africa, including agriculture, finance, real estate, you know, logistics, you name it. He also spent um, more than two years living in Mozambique as a CFO of a logistics company. So he's been around. Um, he's the he's, he's the Africa guy, as we say. I'm, I'm the vehicle finance guy. I used to work for Mogo Finance, uh, running the Estonian side of their business. At some point, Martin just approached me. Um, you can say that out of the hundreds of ideas that he looked at, Planet 42 was the best idea he had. Um, and it was really a, a good idea, so good enough for him to kind of convince me to uh, quit my job and, and move to Africa together with him to launch Planet 42. Is there some kind of story behind the company name, Planet 42? Um, yeah, we actually launched with a different brand, which was Carget. Um, that was a, it's meant, it was meant to be like a launch brand that is uh, easily to understand, easy to understand to the dealerships that, you know, uh, we met and then tried to convince that, hey, like, you know, we're two guys from uh, Europe and we're looking to buy used cars from you. Um, so Carget was a name that made sense. Planet 42 um, is um, a name that um, we went with rebranding because we felt that the name Carget is too restrictive. So, for example, you know, if we would, uh, we would buy our first motorcycle then the name Carget wouldn't make sense anymore. Planet 42 is, um, it's very like unassuming, but at the same time positive, like, you know, everybody likes the planet uh, and it's general. So like if at some point we want to do a Planet 42 bank, it will make sense if we want to do like a Planet 42, I don't know, yeah, e-scooters somehow, then that, that would make sense too. Planet 42, you can pretty much slap on anything and it will kind of make sense. Uh, so it doesn't restrict us to a certain industry. Uh, the number 42 is from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, it's it's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Um, because obviously, like, planet.com was taken, but planet42.com was not. So uh, you're currently operating in South Africa. Why did you choose this um, country? What is so special about it or different about it? In some sense, it, it is a very um, you know special market uh, in that it has the conditions that we saw that there's a huge gap in the market. But at the same time, it isn't that unique. So the same problem of, you know, everyday people not having access to personal mobility, this exists in, um, in you know, in Africa, in, in Latin America, in Southeast Asia. So there's loads of these um, big countries and small countries where, where this this problem is huge enough that, uh, you know, it can be disrupted uh, by, a, you know, a clever startup model and uh, that's that's what we're what that's what we're doing here in South Africa. Do you already have uh, other countries in mind? Yes, we we're not quite ready to kind of announce our our next market uh, or next markets yet, um but it will come in, in 2021. Um you went from Europe to Africa. Uh, you are there for 3 years already and um what are your most important learnings about this uh, continent? The biggest like learning is this that uh, Africa is so you know huge. There's more than fifty countries um, and way more kind of different cultures within these countries. There's virtually nothing you can say like about like general about like Africa that will apply for every single uh, country. Maybe like good weather, but the cultures are completely different. So we are in South Africa. Uh, I've been living here now for for three years. I feel like I can kind of 
say some things about South Africa already, like I have some experience. Um, it is uh, very diverse and you know, exciting. The, the market is ripe for disruption in so many kind of different uh, industries. So when we look at uh, the Baltics or like for me, like I lived in Estonia before, Estonia is in the best sense of the world, uh, of the word is getting boring. So it's in the sense that it's predictable, it's safe. It's kind of like there's like less huge changes taking place, um, which is very good. It's a stable environment. It's you know great to, it's a great place to raise a raise a family. It's a um, you know great place to do business, but it kind of also is kind of boring. <laughs> and again, it, this is in a, in, a, in a good sense. It's nothing. There's nothing bad about you know safety and so on. But it's just uh, we felt that. We want to see a little bit more uh, excitement and have a bigger impact. And, uh, you know, you can, you can do a lot in, in Africa and in other emerging uh, countries as well by using the, you know, pretty much the, the existing technology, but using it in a, in a, in a, in a different way that perhaps hasn't been done uh, in these countries uh, before. And then by doing that, you'll have a huge uh, social impact. So, you know, for Planet 42, like, there's more than... Uh, 2,000 people now who, without us, would not have a car, um, whose you know lives are impacted every day by the fact that they can actually get around in, in a reliable and, and safe manner that they're not attacked during you know commuting to work or something like that. Can you give um, some uh, numbers uh, regarding the country just to give an expression of our listeners what we are talking about? There's about uh, 60 million people in South Africa, so six zero. Um, it has more than 11 million cars, so you can see that there's about you know one car per five people. Let's put it like that. In in Europe, it's much higher, more like uh, you know four cars per uh, per five people. So it's uh, the, the the penetration of vehicles is still it's it's much lower, but it's still very high. Um, and at the same time, like this is one of the reasons like uh, we started in South Africa is that. Uh, you have uh, more than 20% of all the cars on the African continent are in South Africa. So this includes, you know, uh, Congo, Ethiopia, Morocco, Egypt, you know. So it's just a huge, huge concentration. And it's a very quickly growing uh, uh, market in these, these vehicle sales. And uh, when you came to um, South Africa, what was the attitude uh, towards you um, as a you know, white guy, European guy that, that will now try to digitize something for us. When we first, let's say, landed here in, in South Africa and, and started going around with, with Martin explaining like what our plan is, then uh, uh, most locals called us crazy, but they were very nice about it. But but this is like normal, like you have, uh, you know, immigrants coming in, having some, some crazy ideas. Um, it, it's it's easier to disrupt the uh, a market as a, as a newcomer, because you have like you know fresh eyes, you see th you notice things that other people, uh, local people won't uh, necessarily uh, notice. But I mean, in general, South Africa has been very uh, welcoming of us. It's it's a great place uh, to live. So just to be clear, while you know the Plan Forty Two um, was founded by Estonians and you know the, the holding companies in Estonia and so on. It's very much a South African company, and it's run from South Africa. So I, I live in Cape Town. Um, most of our team uh, sits in Johannesburg. 
Um, so it, it's a it's a very mu- very much a South African startup in in, in that sense. Um, it's not that you know we're running this company from, you know, sitting in our offices in in Tallinn or, or London. Did you had the feeling at some point that uh, probably um, people do not trust you because uh, you come from a different country? Uh, not not really. Um, it depends on the relationships that you're you're able to build. So again, like. This is why it was important for us to be here on the ground, like, you know, literally walking from, you know, used car dealer to used car dealers, talking with them like this is our plan and then coming back in a while. Okay, this is what we've done. And okay, now we want to buy a car from you and so on. So most of the dealerships, it isn't that like difficult because like, you know, they are they are in the se- uh, business of selling cars, whereas Planet 42 is in the business of buying those cars from them and renting it out to end customers. So it's not like, you know, for them, the trust is that, like, do we actually pay them for the cars? Uh, and we do. So, you know, that's why, then, then you know, it's easy to trust when they see cash on the on the bank account. But, I mean, in general, again, I feel like we were welcomed in, in, in South Africa. So it wasn't kind of, I didn't, I've never felt kind of that somebody is, uh, like, doesn't like me because I'm an immigrant here. You had a previous experience in business uh, management as well before starting your company. Was it easy to transfer those business principles that you were familiar here in Europe uh, to African market? Well, y- yes and no. I mean, it's like some things don't change. Like you want to make sure that your team is, is, is motivated and ambitious and, and free to, to achieve, basically. But... Um, like you know, some and some things you can't transfer, like some, some some legal kind of peculiarities and so on. They're like completely different here in South Africa and Estonia and so on. Like I didn't really find it difficult to to adjust. I like different cultures and looking at you know living living in different different places. So I, I'm from a small town in Estonia. I went to uh, school, a high school, in like it was like in a, in a boarding school. I went to. Um, University in the Stockholm School of Economic uh, Economics in, in Riga. I spent a, a year in Turkey as an exchange student. Um, lived in Tallinn as well. Uh, now been in, in in South Africa for for three years. But I, I like the the changing environment. I like the challenge of kind of adjusting and learning about uh, a new country or, or a new new co- new culture. How big is the team right now? Uh, about thirty people. Mm, so most of them uh, sit in Johannesburg. That's where, where most of the, the actual work is done. Uh, we have a uh, finance and like let's say group function team also in in Tallinn. Uh, and I'm sitting in uh, Cape Town. Uh, my co-founder Martin is usually as well uh, in, in Cape Town. Although right now he's in, in Tallinn. And uh, how do you manage the whole team? Uh, what are your uh, tips and tricks uh, behind this? Uh, I believe also remote work. Hire amazing people and you know make sure that they're free to to fail and succeed, um, and they will mostly succeed. So the the South African team isn't really run by me. Uh, we have a very uh, capable chief operating officer, or or I would say even like general manager who is running the, the South African day-to-day business and is doing it uh, very well. Um, the, the focus for founders is um, strategic, question, uh, strategic questions like uh, expansion to new markets. 
and like fundraising and you know recruiting more of those uh, amazing people who uh, who can bring the company forward what covid uh, pandemic changed for your company first effect was that we immediately started working from uh, home mm, we enabled everybody to and some some uh, of our staff members still prefer to work from home which is uh, fine with us although most of them seem to prefer to still work in the office if if, if possible that adjustment went went quite like well we were also fortunate in that we were not forced to um, fire anyone or or even reduce anybody's salary so um, the the business model of planet 42s uh, proved to be very resilient even throughout the pandemic quarter on quarter we were kept growing so we grow we grew slower than we were planning to and we wanted to but you know we were still growing so that that went quite well uh, from our customer side we saw that there was obviously much more um, issues with uh, paying the monthly subscription um, payments uh, when the lockdowns hit um, many customers returned the cars which they as a car subscription it's actually quite flexible you can return the car many of those people who returned the cars are now applying for another one mm, we also saw some people who kept their cars but they were uh, struggling to make payments so we had the we had a we de- quickly developed a very kind of comprehensive set of payment relief tools anything from you know enabling customers to defer a payment to um, you know uh, paying some uh, monthly subscription payments for the for the customer um, allowing them kind of breathing space to to recover so uh, that went actually uh, very well we're happy about how our uh, portfolio stood up throughout the pandemic Uh, so for us the main effect actually for covid has been that uh, we see that banks and other traditional providers are even like got scared so they're pulling back from the market so they're leaving even more of the people unserved and we also see that like we knew of potential like competitors planning to enter this market based on the success that planet 42 has had and we see that those competitors essentially they collectively shed their pants and um, and then withdrew so for now we're we're pretty much the, the only kind of large player uh, in this in this segment um, so we plan to take uh, full advantage of it uh, with our new, as we announced, this new funding round as well. Uh, that goes mainly just to kind of uh, scale in, in in South Africa, buy as many cars as possible. You already mentioned uh, the business model. Can you explain a bit what is your business model? Our revenue is basically customers making subscription payments. From a legal standpoint, they're rental payments. So kind of like if you would rent a car from Europe Car or Avis, but it's like, longer term cars are usually secondhand so our average car is uh, 12 years old we we buy the car from the dealership uh, it's the specific car that the customer chooses the application is submitted by the dealership on behalf of the customer and if the customer is happy and, and we're happy we're buying the car from the dealership and renting it out to the customer on a subscription basis so we physically don't see the customer physically don't see the car everything is done remotely and uh, when the customer pays out the car, um, it belongs to him. Yeah. So once, like, when we give the car to the customer, we will own the the car. Uh, the customer has the option to buy out the car at any time at no extra cost. Yeah, they can literally just have the car for one month and buy it out, or for six months, or for like three years and then buy it out. Um, until then, it's a, you know essentially like for them, it's it's like a rental car. Uh, they do have the option to buy, but yeah, not not actually many customers are taking that up. What we're seeing more is that um, if, like, for example, somebody's uh, 
family grows and they need a bigger car so they return one car and apply for another one or you know with the pandemic if they've lost their job they're returning the car for a while because they can't afford it and then they will apply for a new one uh, in a couple of months time uh, how much uh, funding have you raised uh, so far so in total we've raised uh, 20 million dollars in equity and debt um, the most recent uh, was a uh, 10 million dollar debt facility from uh, the US fund uh, Lendable. What uh, is the attitude from investors uh, towards companies working in Africa? How easy or hard it is uh, to get them on board? Once you find the right investors, right people to talk to, uh, then it's easy uh, for us at least because, you know, it's 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 an amazing company. We're doing uh, uh, quite well. Uh, we're having a, you know, huge uh, impact and then uh, also you know being successful in, in in financial terms so once we find the right investor then usually it's it's you know it's not difficult to kind of get them interested uh, but the challenge really is to find the, the the right investor whose mandate allows them to invest into uh, africa uh, or just you know emerging markets in in general um, there's not that many uh, African venture uh, venture capital firms. So we're still relying. So far, we've uh, relied um, entirely on uh, fund uh, foreign funding. So this twenty million dollars of total money raised, all of this comes uh, comes from outside of Africa. So we're investing this money in uh, in Africa. How much time did it take to find an investor? Um, let's say in this um, recent funding round. Um, well, COVID really dragged that out a bit so we've had a couple of we, we talked to different a couple of different uh, debt investors and we still you know continue talking with them but i think from first contact until they actually like money on account and i think it took uh, like a year it, it, it was a slow start like it wasn't like uh, you know we didn't really get into kind of like the specifics uh, immediately like it's kind of like a constant job like the the fundraising like you you need to stay in touch with uh, investors like all the time and you basically you like prep them for the time where you want to go to them okay like and now i want to raise money uh so here's the deck and so on let's let's talk in in more detail and uh, do you consider your company to be successful or what is um success really for you what does it mean we have a strong team uh who based on Different surveys are happy with uh, working at Planet 42. Their jobs enable us to impact the lives of thousands of people to get, you know, um, people who otherwise couldn't really get around or, or would be very difficult to get around. They now have, you know, personal cars. They have freedom of, of mobility, which is, which is a, you know, hugely impactful thing. And, you know, our in- investors are happy as we're earning them... Uh, Debt investors are getting interest, and uh, equity investors see their um, shareholding, the value of their shareholding, going up. So I would, I would say, yeah, I would consider that as a success so far. And uh, what it takes to be successful in uh, a successful startup in nowadays world? It's, I guess it's like different for for each case, but like you can't really do anything without uh, a strong team. So that's that's the beginning and, and end of it so like you you may have a, a great idea but you won't be able to implement if the team isn't good um, and a great team will recognize if something is wrong with their idea and they will pivot and, and and pivot again until they actually find 
um, an idea that works and then the implementation that that works. So, like if it if it, if I had to just choose one thing, it's always just the the, the the strength of the team. What is your personal mission in your life and in um in this world? Usually, just trying not to not not to uh, overthink it. I, I, if I leave the world in a better state than it was before I you know arrived, and that's that's nice, I guess. I'm just trying to kind of uh, have have as much like as many different experiences as I, as I can and then make sure that uh, what I do has uh, has a positive impact on, on on other people and if that's the case then you know uh, then I won't won't be complaining do you suggest to go to South Africa and what to see there and what to experience there oh yeah for for sure you can actually come even uh, even now uh, South Africa uh, still allows you know air travel it is the most beautiful country in the world it has like everything here like you can have you know you have uh beautiful sandy beaches like you know on, on the ocean you have mountains you have s- like savannah kind of uh almost like jungle types things um you know you can you can look at you can go t- on, on safari see like uh giraffes and zebras and lions and, and so on uh, around cape town you can go to uh you know there's hundreds of, of these uh uh, wine estates uh, producing, you know, uh, world-class uh, wines. Uh, Cape Town itself, of course, it is like again one of the most beautiful cities in the world. So definitely, it's, it's a very um, friendly p- place. It gets a lot of kind of uh, bad rap in terms of uh, security or, or safety issues. Uh, but again, it's like in in every country, like you just you know don't don't go to the dangerous places and you know you'll you'll, you'll be fine. Um, it is uh, it's an absolutely amazing place and definitely like if you're planning a vacation then uh, come to Cape Town and how do you spend your free time um, how do you restart yourself I enjoy riding my uh, motorcycle to work every day so my my apartment is about like five minutes away from the office but I usually take half an hour to uh, ride to work uh, there's these very cool winding like mountain roads um, that I enjoy we go hiking quite a lot. Um, also, these wine uh, wine estates, as mentioned, like these uh, go to go to wine tastings, um, different restaurants. Um, there's 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 a limited amount of things you can you can you can do here. Like the the, the nature is amazing, and, and uh, um, the facilities and the, the different kind of options of uh, and tourist attractions. It's uh, it's really uh, it's a really cool place to live. Okay, thank you, and I believe it's a really cool place to do the business as well. Yes, yeah, it's it's it is proving to be a, a good place to do business as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good luck with that, and uh, then um, I hope to hear soon from you about the expansion and the new countries that you are uh, going to launch your business in. Valdez. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. That's it for the first episode of the year 2021. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, I will talk to you soon. My name is Eva and I'm the founder and host of the Baltic Startup Mafia podcast. 